Welcome to John Wayne Lie to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this guy that's been MI. I was going to say MAI, that's not right. MIA, missing an action, but I'm back. More gunshots in the monitor. I'm John Wayne, that's right. Here I am, back in my neon palace of sin in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. After a couple weeks of a hiatus here, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. And I apologize uh, for being gone for a couple weeks, but I assure you that uh, absence and those those hiatuses are done. They're gone. They're in the past. I will never leave you again. I promise, I promise, please, please hear me and know. Anyway, thank you. Welcome to the show, everybody. I appreciate you joining me for another week. Of course, <clears throat> I'm here drinking a nice heaping, hyping, hopping cup of black coffee, the blackest there is, um, in my John Wayne is Dead mug. Ooh, la la, which you can get one of those uh, if you go to johnwayneisdead.com on the uh, the apparel link, um, if you so choose. I uh, feel like I'm moving stuff all over the place here. Um, a lot of sorts. When I started, what is that noise? What is it? What am I hitting? Oh, okay. There we go. A little out of sorts when I started this morning um, because I uh, I had to get a uh, – well, first of all, any shouts out to my hu- – huge shouts out to my Patreon supporters, guys. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why in a second because I um, I had to get a new microphone, microphone um, because I was in the middle of this job, this big narration job that I'm doing and uh, my mic – I was doing a show, my mic – fell uh off of the i have this you know my my arm here uh one of those you know retractable radio type arms that you put your your microphone on all professional right and uh i have it here but i've got the desk that i have is kind of like a classical uh, piece of furniture if you will it's a uh you know it's a nice solid oak desky but it's got bevel edges um so it's like i've got this nice awesome like desk that you know it is like all ornate and kind of carved and it's hardwood it's a good piece of furniture right and that i got uh from um the lovely scarlet's aunt uh gifted it to me um when i moved here uh but it's got like around the the edges of the desk they're beveled right and they're like beveled like a tw- like a twice thing cuz this is kind of like a fancy pants desk i guess um so the way i had my you know when you attach these arms to the desks these these what i'm talking about um it's the uh the the kind of like a robotic mechanical looking arm that the microphone is attached to the end of and you can move it up and down and and all around and bend it and it 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 uh it moves on on these uh you know these these springs and all this stuff and it it stay still and it can be moved into different positions if that's uh man i'm high as hell guys i just took three huge dabs before we started and they are now kicking in as i'm talking but i am going to finish this story as i try to describe what uh like a i want to say a pneumatic arm but that's not right it's 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 like this metal robot arm that holds my thing holds my thing holds my microphone and it's it can bend it different ways and um you know retract and expand anyway it fell uh, because of these, you know, my desk isn't exactly, you know, these beveled edges. It kind of like doesn't grab onto the edge of the desk like it, it would if it were just a, you know, kind of just a straight cut 
desk, right? Like, um, and uh, that's, I guess, what they're more designed for. So it kind of, from time to time, will, as it moves around, because it's kind of on these weird bevels, it'll loosen, and then it just, I just happened to miss tightening it, and it fell, and the, you know, the microphone uh, wasn't, I didn't realize it was damaged in the moment when this happened, but uh, afterwards, and then going back to do some work, I, I found, unfortunately, that the microphone was damaged, um, and uh, I had to power through with a another podcast with that. You can hear that podcast coming up. Uh, I do, uh, many of you guys know, I do another show with a very good friend of mine, the, the wonderfully, uh, awesomely talented Christopher Triana. Uh, if you haven't read his work, please, what are you doing? Check it out. Uh, amazing, amazing stuff, and we've been doing a show for a while called Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne, and we are in the middle of a series right now that we're doing on the Universal Monsters, uh, just the history, not just of the Universal Monsters, but the monsters themselves, what they, you know, where their whole history and all that kind of stuff, and then the movies uh, that they that they come up in, and we're in the middle of this, you know, this, this, this episodes, and uh, we were recording the other day, and uh, that's when I realized that the microphone was broken uh, in a couple of ways. So I, I rigged it to work for the show. We're talking to the wonderful Jonathan Butcher. You can check out. This is a, a, a sweeping two-part episode that we have coming up this week on Dracula. Uh, if you're listening to this when it comes out, uh, the, the the Dracula episode will drop. Uh, part one will drop on Thursday this week, so check that out. But the part two, I was working with my microphone and trying to make it all work, and um, it was a little frustrating on my end, but it still all came together just fine. But uh, yeah, so I, I I'm a little like I said, I'm a little out of sorts because I I got I just I had to get another microphone. I got the same exact microphone that I have. I didn't. Uh, you know, try to do anything different. I, I like the mic that I have um, uh, that I've been using. It's a, you know, Blue Yeti X or whatever. The, I, don't, I don't know the, the big one. It's, uh, I can't remember the model number, but it's, uh, I like it a lot. It's, it's very versatile. I can travel with it easily and uh, it, it works extremely well for what I do and I'm, I'm happy with it. So I found one that was uh, on sale um, so it was a little bit off, maybe about 25 bucks off what it normally is. And then I, I happened to also like streak of luck, streak of luck. Yes, yeah, streak of luck uh, had for some reason uh, free uh, overnight delivery. And I was like, OK, because I ordered it like I found out. I was like, man, I got to get this mic because I have to st- I have to go back to narrate narrating this book um, ASAP. And uh, I just was like, all right, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to get this mic and uh, order it. And it was like, oh, you're, you're, you're eligible for free overnight shipping. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, because this is like in the afternoon when I ordered it, like 4 o'clock my time, you know, um, uh, Pacific time. And lo and behold, like it not only did it was they, – they let me select two different options. So I could have had it delivered to my house between 4 a.m. and 8 a.m., or 7 a.m., or I mean, uh, 6, between 6 and 10 a.m., so I was like, I don't live in a particular, like, a neighborhood where I would want to have a microphone put on my front uh, porch uh, between the hours of 4 4 a.m., like, anytime at, like, 4 a.m., 
because the goblins would come out and take it. Uh, absolutely, 100% for sure. So I selected. I was like, oh, I'll do the set. I mean, I'm getting up at six anyway. So uh, I put it six and boom, dude, I was like feeding the dogs. I was up at six. It's like maybe 625. I'm checking. It's like three stops away. And But it wasn't. It was really just like, boom, here it is on your door. And I was like, oh, sweet. That rules. So I was able to get to work like immediately um, on the the uh, the job that you know that I was doing, which I'm almost done, dude. This this is such a fun book uh, that I'm doing. I think I could talk about. It. I don't think I think he's he's mentioned it. John Bruni. Uh, if you haven't read his stuff, great great guy, great author. Uh, this book uh, is uh, uh, Poor Bastards and Rich Fucks is the name of the book. Um, and it's uh, it's pretty long, but it's it's got a lot of characters. I'm having such a good time narrating it, and it's a, it's a very good story. Uh, like I said, he's a great writer, but I was you know it's it's a long book, so I had all this work to do. I was able to get in there, and I, I'm I'm uh, after actually today as I'm recording this. As soon as I'm done with this, I will actually be wrapping on that uh, narration project because I have uh, just probably like one more day of work on that, and it will be done, and then it will uh, hopefully be out there soon. So. But um, the way I record the podcast, I have it set up through a few things so that I can just direct all like the music here and, and the, the Corey hotline. It can all come through. And for some reason, uh, because even though this is the same kind of mic, it's the exact same model, because it's an actual like actually a physically a different mic, I guess it, it's the computer is like my programs are reading it is is like this is like Yeti mic number two now or some shit. Like it named it something else. So I was like, ah, shit. Like it was not letting me do my things the way I have these programs run together. So I was like, well, fuck it. I will just have to go in and drop the music in manually later because uh, I want to get, I need to get started here, baby. I need to get going. You know me. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's the uh, welcome. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you. Um, Thanks for for being here again. Uh, I mentioned dabs, like I said, uh, drinking my coffee out of my mug, black as black can be. But uh, I, um, of course, had to visit Oasis uh, a couple of times here recently, but uh, to get stocked up and ready. Uh, but no, I they had an uh, excellent, just this awesome deal when I was there the other day on uh, wax, you know, for for doing the dab, the, the dabs that I like to do. But it was like this one, it was two grams for 25, I think, or 20 even. It was like, it was not more than that. It was 20 or 25 and it was two, you know, two, two grams of wax, which is pretty, pretty good amount, you know? So, um, I was, uh, and I was like, I still have some dabs from last time I was here, but I just can't pass up on a deal this good, you know? So, um, so yeah, so I just ripped a, a, a few good ones, like I said, and as I was in the middle of just starting that story, everything kind of just started vibing and clicking and going and gooing and ewing. Uh, but it's great. So big shouts out. This is like all over, but the place, but I'm telling you, I'm wrapping it back up. I'm pulling all these straws together and these strain, these, uh, little threads, uh, a huge thank you to my Patreon supporters because I could not uh, be able to bounce back from like, you know, an equipment uh, issue so quickly without uh, that extra support. So I appreciate it so, so much, guys. Thank you. 
uh, from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate uh, all the people that have joined lately um, and um, and my OGs. You guys are the ones. I appreciate it so, so much. If you would like to check out my Patreon, hey, go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead or just go to johnwayneisdead.com, click the Patreon link. It'll take you there. You can check out all the tiers I have available and join one of them and uh, get access to some goodies every month plus... Uh, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bo- 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 Bonus Podcast, which is uh, over there. And uh, ooh, I just got a, ooh, I just got one of those alerts that says how many, how much my screen time was. Uh, we'll look at that later. But uh, yeah, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, where I talk to awesome people that I meet all around the world. Uh, different artists of different disciplines, different crafts. Uh, it is amazing. I love doing that show. And um, it's uh, it's awesome. And we have a little this episode, the episode that's coming out this week on the Patreon uh, is uh, pretty awesome, pretty special for a couple of reasons. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. We'll we'll discuss the awesome dude podcast. But uh, please check it out. If you uh, you guys know this past uh, the past episode that was up there was a I put a good chunk of the audio version of my uh, new novel deadline, which I also narrated. And that's available on Audible right now for you but uh if you're on the patreon hey you can get a very a long elongated preview ooh la la uh of the book um and uh and check it out so i appreciate you guys so much plus there's always uh videos and all kinds of stuff that are available on the wall there of my patreon that the podcast and the wall is available to every tier no matter what you pledge uh from one to 100 Everybody can check out the, the things that I'm doing. Lots of good stuff going up there, guys. The The new record, the new John Wayne is Dead record is being mixed right now. I'm getting mixes back. Uh, some of those mixes may be uh, previewed on Patreon here um, coming up. So those will not be available anywhere else. They will not be uh, downloadable, but you can listen to them if you want to check out what the new record. It's going to sound like it's going to have a little bit of a different feel guys uh then the last then this is a record so i'm super stoked on that but all of this stuff there's so much extra awesome stuff that i put up on my patreon and i appreciate the extra support so so much i'm about to hit the road for like six weeks uh coming up and all that support helps me so so much so guys please check it out john wayne is dead uh dot com go to the patreon link patreon.com slash john wayne is dead okay so um Whew, there we go. Like I said, guys, a lot of stuff going on. Um, I've been gone for a couple weeks, uh, in which just it was a lot of a lot of things happening, a lot of moving pieces, um, a lot of visitors, a lot of a lot of great stuff that I'm I'm ready to talk, raring to talk about. Uh, but one thing I wanted to do is, uh, uh, you know, guys, a lot of you know uh, who've been listening for a while, or maybe you're just finding out. I my my tarot deck that I drew the John Wayne is dead tarot skeleton deck uh, is out and available. Of course, I've been selling it at the the table for these last uh, few shows for the or I mean I guess these first shows of the new year since I've had them, and they've been available over on JohnWayneIsDead.com here for about a month, and um, it's going great. The response is awesome. I I'm super stoked on these. It was um uh, it was a long a long process. And a lot of work, but uh, I, I'm very, I, I can say uh, that I am very pleased with, with how they came out. So um, 
as you guys know who've been listening for a while, I used to do my three card tarot readings every episode, and now I'm, I'm changed. I've changed it since to just just a card of the day reading here on the show uh, from uh, the John Wayne is Dead Tarot Skele deck. So uh, today we are going to go ahead and get into our uh, card of the day reading right now. Uh, and this morning, if you are on my Patreon when I the day I'm recording this, uh, not my Patreon, my Instagram at John Wayne is dead. Please check it out. You can see that this is the card that we pulled for the day, and it is the Four of Pentacles. So, Four of Pentacles. We know that Pentacles. This is you know this is our uh, this is like has to do with uh, wealth with material things um sometimes you know having to do with money or or how we create our money you know how how we make our living these kind of things so with the four of pentacles on the card we have a, a person who is you know they're seated and they are uh st- with their feet both uh on top of a pentacle each holding them down they're clutching a pentacle to their chest wearing a crown with a pentacle uh atop that now, the when we get this card, when the Four of Pentacles shows up, this is like I, I said, it had to do with money and material things. This is asking us to take a look at our relationship with our money, much like a lot of the Pentacle cards do, right? But this, like, especially we can look at how this, just how the the posturing of the of the character on the card, it's it's it it, it appears that they are desperate like clinging very much or just trying to hold on to money or hold on to their wealth because it, it you know implies that there's a fear it could go away at any moment or they're going to lose it you know or or they you know think that if it goes away they'll never be able to get it again whatever it's it's that kind of a relationship uh with money so in a but but it's not this isn't a bad thing because in a positive sense it's saying that you've created this nice uh you know, stockpile of wealth or, or, or savings or however uh, you want to look at it. You know, you've you've been conservative. You've set goals, you know, monetarily wise, uh, financially, and, and you've you've paid attention to them. And so you, you know, you've done that. And, and that's a that's a good thing. Um, not just now, but you're also thinking about what's going what's going to happen in you know in the future for yourself, for your family, whatever you know. You're and th- this can work on many levels. This isn't just like uh, you're looking at retirement. This can just be like you're looking at you know paying off, you know, getting your g- guitar at a pawn, you know, after two weeks. All, all you know, it's so I just want to frame it like that. This doesn't have to be on some large, grand, life changing scale. Um, as far as this uh, is talking about with. Um, finances and, and and saving and creating that that wealth. So the thing with the 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 thing that the slippery slope here, or the thing to watch out with in the mindset, is when we're doing this, we're saving, we're thinking about the future, we're whatever, however that may look for us in that situation. Is are we we can get too uh, too into that? Like we can get very too focused on financial uh wealth and say like the creation of wealth and saving it and and putting it away and stockpiling and and like this person on here holding it to our chest or putting our feet on it so it doesn't go away and we're so caught up in that that we don't enjoy 
what we could of our life with this. You know, we've worked this, you've created this, you've earned this, you've done this. And instead of like, you know, enjoying it, or, you know, and, and learning from that and being able to do it, you're just, we've entered this fear kind of thing where we're afraid it's all going to go away in just a moment. It's notice. And, um, we don't dare get, you know, we won't dare get our guitar out of Hawk now because, you know, what if next week we get, you know, our car explodes or you start inventing things or you're like, oh, but what if I, you know, get it out and I don't even know I want to play it, you know, stupid shit like that. You can get in your mind, um, you know, so and on the grander scale, like we can't go on vacation because little Johnny's college will go up to four billion dollars by the time he's 18. We have to save that, you know, vacation money. So, no, we'll all stay home and eat. Uh, frozen pizzas and sit in the dark and watch no watch the cracks in the wall those kind of things now uh, they're also like I said a slippery slope other side of this you can be getting this going you're grooving you're shucking you're jiving you've been saving you got this money and boom you're like you know what I don't give a fuck baby I'm spending you know and then before you know it you now need to you put yourself in a position where you have to work this non-stop constant work, 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 just to maintain like this, these kind of the situation you've put yourself in this lifestyle that you've started for yourself, the spending that you've been doing. Um, and this all comes down to, which is another lesson that we have, we get with a lot of the pentacle cards, not just this one, but to respect, um, our wealth creation and our dis- dispersion of our wealth personally, um, and striking that balance between, uh, you know, our financial uh, health, like our financial state of mind and our, and then our friends and family and what that means and happiness, where, what happiness actually means, you know, versus trying to like, you know, ba- you know, work yourself to death or get a billion dollars, whatever it is. So it's, it's, it comes down to that uh, respecting, you know, if, if we're, working that hard and we've done all this work to get this this money or this whatever it is uh material wise financial uh we should respect that and and not just blow it not put ourselves in bad positions and and like and this is something you know hey this is something like that's that hits home for a lot of us for me too like sometimes i'll be like yeah it's going good i can i can splurge a little bit but then i'm like oh why you know you think why did i do that you know i have to sell x amount of books uh in order to buy this extra case of beer you know when you start breaking it down like that it puts things in a little bit more into perspective at least for me and then you can be like okay let's think about let, let me kind of budget this better let me think about it those kind of things so um there we go. Four of Pentacles. Um, it just you know, it, there's a there's a difference. There's there's something to be said about playing it safe. Something to be said about taking some risks with your finances, but being balanced there and making sure we're not uh, going extreme either on either way, and just uh, being you know making those wise decisions. So four of Pentacles is our card of the day, and that um, by the way, I'm sorry if I didn't say it up top. That was in the upright position. So. Um, for Pentacles Upright Position. Hey, check it out, guys. The John Wayne is Dead Tarot Skeleton deck. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it is available on johnwayneisdead.com. It is available at my booth 
It is uh, based on the Rider Waite deck, the classic Rider Waite deck with uh, my uh, just with my skeleton characters. So check that out if you are uh, interested in tarot or thinking about being interested in tarot. All right. So as I mentioned earlier in the program, I spoke of the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast. Uh, again, that's where I talk to different artists that I meet all around the country. Uh, this week on the program, I had a very special guest, um, a buddy of mine who uh, I've 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 met and seen uh, a bunch of times all around. You know, and then it's just one of those things where. You know, you're at conventions, you see this, the same people, you start talking to them, you start chatting, you're like, hey, what's up? And so I'm turning around, I'm seeing this guy everywhere. So finally, I'm like, yo, we got to get on the horn and have a conversation. And uh, this guy's got a great story. Uh, this week, we talked to Mark Pingator. Now, you may, uh, a lot of you, if you're, you know, con goers, may know him uh, from his booth, uh, The Horrible Kids, which he does. Uh, it's like a, a parody of, uh, not a parody of Garbage Bill Kids, it's a parody of, uh, because the way that the legal things work, if I remember right, a parody of, gar- of, of Cabbage Patch Kids, which Garbage Bill Kids is a parody of as well. So, but Mark used to work for Tops and Garbage Pail Kids. He drew, he was a, an artist of actual Garbage Pail Kids um, in the different series. It is uh, awesome. I grew up with Garbage Pail Kids, um, and uh, as as did he. We had, we had a great talk about this, great conversation. And as an added bonus to this is if it couldn't get any better, the one, the only, Nick P. joins us as well on this uh, awesome Dude for Life episode in which we talk to Mark about Garbage Pail Kids, about his career in Garbage Pail Kids and art and how uh, he's you know, parlayed that into his uh, art career now. So please check out, we're going to listen to a very, uh, a, a little snippet of our conversation here. Um, please, guys, check him out, Mark Pingator. And I, like I said, I think I've pr- taken my shirt off for you a couple of times. I've been like, hey, man, check it out. Nasty. Definitely. I'm like, fuck <laughs> it. Uh, but uh, so, so, so talk to me about this. So like when, like when I, so I know you from like, I go to your booth and what we have is the horrible kids, which is a mm-hmm. a take on garbage pill kids. So, like, yeah. if you see it from across the room, you would. Oh, you would think yeah, like, I, I know. I know this this table. Right. Yeah, right. That's really what I was saying. Like, yeah. So so you would think like garbage pill kids. You walk up, you're like, OK, this is something different. Um, mm-hmm. Tell tell me about this, please. How, how sure. did come come to be like? Talk about it, please. So yeah, I mean, like I've always been a Garbage Kids fan. Like like everyone around our age, I collected them when they first came out, and just it's kind of like the first artwork that I kind of followed and was a fan of. Like I, well, I was born in '82, so I was only three when the first series came out. But my brother, I have an older brother who who collected them, and he kind of got me into them. And just something I've always. I don't know that I got collected the original run and then kind of forgot about them. And then around like high school or so, I found some old, the old cards and kind of reignited that interest in them and was just a fan of the original cards and the original artwork. And I went to school for animation. And when I graduated, I was kind of looking for freelance work and they were tops was making new sets at the time of garbage kids. So I started submitting, just submitting concepts just to try to get a foot in. Get, just get some work from them trying to get into uh-huh. doing something for the, the stuff that I was just a fan of. And it just built from there where I worked for them for about 10 years. And then 
different situation where I just started doing stuff on my own. I had started doing stuff on the side just a little bit. And it kind of came to a point where I had, kind of had to choose if I want to stay with tops or get up, like put all my effort into my own stuff, like my own take on stuff. So. Um, all right. So you like really skimmed across this. So we'll, I, I will, pick, <laughs> I'll pick some of this apart, but sure. um, you know, you mentioned like, you know, garbage fill kids being one of the first things you clung to or, or gravitated towards like mm -hmm. collecting. And yeah. um, for me, like I, it's, I can relate to that as well in that, I remember that period in my life exactly when I was collecting mm -hmm. garbage pill kids because, uh, you know, I would just move to Houston. Uh, you know, I could pinpoint like, you know, as a kid, like we, like my family, where we were. And I was also at that time collecting uh, Masters of the Universe, like stickers oh, yeah. that went in those sticker books. Mm -hmm. that you, you like Nick, you know, you remember what I'm talking about, right? No, is it like collecting green stamps at the gas station? Kind of. Glass? No, they were like, stick, like stickers that went into this like book. And yeah. it, some of them were foil and like, it, like it was like a sticker. They're like, like, they like, like, like packs and they're like, like the and you put them in certain spots. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. So, <laughs> so like with, with that at that time, like with Garbage Pill Kids, you know, that was also the thing like my mom hated <clears throat> at the time. <laughs> um, and she, I mean, she doesn't like them now. She doesn't like gross. Yeah. Things, but my mom is my biggest fan. Um, yeah. As Nick P, you know, like my mom is the greatest. Uh, but you know, it was always a thing where we, we would go to the, if we had started to stop at the Circle K by uh, our house going home, it was like, dad, are you going to come Pick out? Pack. Garbage <laughs> bell kids? Are you going to, yeah. you know, get a pack, you know? And it was like, uh, so like, I don't know. So it, that it was, it's, it's very near and dear to me. It's very, uh, something super like <clears throat> that impact. It was impactful to me and, I, and, and Nick mm -hmm. as well. Uh, Nick man, and I discovered them. I mean, they changed my life. I'd never seen anything like them before. Right, and, yeah. and we and we watched that documentary about them uh, a couple of years ago. You know, we, mm -hmm. we both like did that. So how? Uh, so so like you said, you you pitched some stuff to Garbage Bill. So just for anybody that's listening, that's like, what the fuck is Garbage? Okay, <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, so Don't you have, to have some base knowledge. Other questions. You have to have a base <laughs> knowledge, but like after Garbage Pill Kids did all of these these series, uh, and and Mark correct me like where I'm wrong, like it started doing, uh -huh. they started doing like um, these like theme themed like things like yeah. like 90s grunge or like mm -hmm. you know fucking uh, there was some horror ones or like metal yeah like it, it, so, so it, that, that was the that. original series. The original series had uh, 15 series where they were all just mixed. There was no themes or anything. But then they brought them back, like, I want to say 2003 or so, mm -hmm. called all new series, where they kind of did the same thing for about seven series. And then they started doing the themes um, a little later. Where do you get involved in that? In that time? I started in 2005, the fifth of the new series, where I started just doing concepts where I would do sketches and they I'd send them through email and they would pick out ideas that they like and basically just pay me for the ideas. And I wouldn't do the, the finished paintings or anything at that time. So you're just like a, like a freelance, it's like a right, like the writer's room, almost like you're buying mm -hmm. jokes yeah. for like that, that's exactly that episode or something, huh? Mm -hmm. Interesting. And, and so like you wouldn't, so when did you become like, 
uh, contributor art wise as well. Like, hey, I here's well, it a- took a while actually. Yeah, I mean, I did concepts, just concepts for probably like three more series after that where I started, and then they kind of took like a break after the seventh series of the new ones, and I kind of worked on stuff there. I actually started out just doing digital paintings. I did like they had like a magnet set that I did all the artwork for. That was like the first time I did the front artwork. Oh, cool. and that was like. Yeah, that was when they came back from break and they started doing like um, flashback sets, they were called, where they took the old art and released them again and like as new, like re- releasing old sets. And they also had like some other smaller, newer sets. So that's where the magnet set came in. And then and after that, they came back to doing more series more often. And that's why I started doing more front work, art work too. And, and so, but, but, it, but like, it, is it all, it's, all suit it's all just remote right or mm-hmm. that would just yeah. happen. y'all aren't like there's no like room you guys are sitting in spitballing like you no. know what about what, what about now. bloody mary seven you know <laughs> well, like, that's how it was in the, the 80s i mean I've, I've seen pictures of the different artists and um producers of the sets like art spiegelman and um tom bunk in like the tops offices discussing stuff and they have like uncut sheets of all the series and stuff around the room and that kind of situation, but it's, yeah, ever since I was working on it, it was just all through email or, or, um, yeah. I mean, I visited tops like once, I think, but yeah, I guess that's how I love to have it. like an uncut sheet of like, yeah, oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> remember, like... oh, go ahead, good. I'm, no, go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I get no. <laughs> okay. No, I was going to say, remember when we watched that, the documentary about the garbage bill kids, like that initial set, um, didn't that guy like they were all oil paintings and you have to like paint one a day or, or yeah something that like was that? john pound did the original yeah. the art for the first two series he did all the art and then after that tom bunk came in series three and they were the pretty much the main artists uh james warhol came in a little later he's uh so there's like three main artists throughout the original run of the series where are those oil paintings well, they're actually, I actually have a bunch. I have a collection on my wall. I don't know if I can switch my, oh, no my camera around here, but I collected one from John Pound of each series. So oh, I have wow. them kind of as my inspiration That's on the cool. wall. So I have the Tattoo Lou from the second series. I don't know if you can see it. So it was like five by seven or something or four by eight? Yeah, they're five by seven, actually. Exactly. Wow. That's a lot so smaller all, than I expected. Yeah. So and, they're all, oil, and they're oil paintings or? Acrylic with airbrush okay. backgrounds, mostly. Nice. And those so are the original the, pieces for the cards. Yeah. So they would scan wow. the paintings. So they're, they're double the size of the cards, basically. So, I mean, wow. what I found, like, you would think they would be bigger, but what I found is that size, like, you're going to lose a lot of detail if you shrink down to a card size. And bigger than that, you're going to just not be able to see. Even if you put in more detail, it's just not going to translate. So that's kind of like the sweet spot of the size to do. That kind of like trading card artwork. I was reading what? about like the Mars Attack set when they did mm-hmm. art for Mars Attacks. Like the actual art pieces were even smaller than the ones you have, and it's yeah, like, how yeah. could you even work on detail on something that small? I know. Yeah, and then those cards even got censored. They got touched up and airbrushed before they were finalized. Uh huh. And they were pretty graphic and violent. The Mars mm-hmm. Attack cards. That's yeah. Tops even, oh. I think they didn't even put their name on the packaging. They put some other name that they used. Oh, really? Shell company they had. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I think of that and I think of 
I don't know if you remember Dinosaurs Attacks. That's one, one I collected. Yeah, actually, I, I, have, I bought a set recently from my nephew. Yeah. He looked at him for a second and had no interest, so I, I kept him. Yeah, I have a I have some dinosaur attacks cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you so you're you get in like doing this actual garbage pill kid stuff for tops. Mm-hmm. Then how how do you what happens where you break away and now you're doing your own thing? So it's kind of a, but a few different things. So they had started doing the theme sets, like you said. And they kind of, I was kind of wasn't really too happy with the direction they were going. Like, it was kind of like, I don't know, they're doing like American, like, it sounds like it'd be a good idea, but like American Pie, it was called, was one of the series. It was all like American stuff. It just got to the point where, like, if you, if you nail down a theme and you have different artists, there's going to be a lot of repeat from the different artists. Like, there's only, if there's like a specific topic, it makes it kind of more difficult um, for a team to do ideas because there's going to be a lot of repeat. All right, there we go. That was my co- uh, part of my conversation there with Mark Pingator, a uh, horrible kids uh, artist, uh, awesome dude. Also, Mr. Nick P was in there as well, uh, being Nick, and we love him always. So check it out, guys. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, please go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash dead. Or johnmanisdead.com, go to the Patreon link. There are uh, well over 100, uh, 116, 17 episodes, so you get access to all the back episodes. You can listen to all of those. Plus, hear the rest of my conversation with Mark and Nick and uh, talk more about his career because it is awesome, and you can check him out, please, as well. So, moving right along. Uh, the Corey Hotline. This is where I would play the music, and I will now. The Corey Hotline. Yeah, that's right. The Corey Hotline. That is uh, the Corey Hotline is a number you can call uh, any time, day or night, twenty-four hours. Seven days in this week, uh, and leave a message for the show. Leave a message for me. Uh, ask a question. Make a comment. Something you maybe want to, want to talk about. Want me to talk about. Whatever it may be. Uh, please give us a call. Uh, you can also text that number. This number is eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. That's eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. And uh, you can, if you if you don't want to uh, have your voice heard, you can just text the number, and we will read your text. What a what a time to be alive! Um, however, this week the Corey Hotline is barren, barren, barren. As Eve was struck in the garden when she ate the the apple, didn't she get struck barren? I'm not quite sure. Uh, or she was sure barren. Her ass, am I right? Okay, it's a little biblical humor. Um, so, <laughs> nude humor. Um, so, yeah, no messages this week, guys, but we got to keep the Corey hotline alive. Keep Get get those calls coming back into me. I know I'm sorry I took a couple weeks off, but I am back. So is Corey. So is the hotline, 832-930-1347, 832-930-1347. So, that being said, now... Uh, we I know and I know for next week you guys are just gonna jam those lines, you're gonna jam his box, you're gonna jam the box, the inbox, the outbox. They're gonna be jammed with all of your messages. So please give us a call and thank you so much. But 
until then, we will be moving right along, guys, to uh, what we're going to be talking about this week, which is my recap of Days of the Dead, Las Vegas, 2023, The Return, and John Wayne is Dead's first music gig in Las Vegas. So, this past uh, weekend, I was here in my own backyard at the Days of the Dead in Las Vegas. The return of Days of the Dead to Las Vegas. It hasn't been here in a, a couple of years, actually. Um, so, uh, it was, uh, it was back and like I said, it was at the Plaza. I didn't say it yet, but now I am saying it. It was at the fabulous Plaza Hotel, otherwise known as the, uh, the Biff Hotel. If you're familiar with Back to the Future, that was the, uh, Back to the Future 2. Um, that was the, the hotel that, the, that was the Biff Hotel, um, in the, in the pseudo future that he created. They used that hotel. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Is that the plaza? The plaza is very close to where um, the Neon Palace of Sin here is, uh, where I reside. Um, you know, so much so that it, you know, it's I could have I could walk there if I want, but you know, of course, I've got all my stuff. So I know that um, there was a you know, in a conflicting turn of events, Mad Monster Party in Charlotte uh, happened to fall on the same weekend where I usually am uh, there. I've been there for you know a few years now. Um, every time. So, but, you know, this time it was just uh, financially, geographically, I, it just, it just, uh, I had to kind of, I had to do this one um, just because it was here and, but I will be back at Mad Monster at the Expo this summer uh, in Charlotte for that one. So never fear all, all my friends out there. I missed you guys so much. Uh, Dave, Uncle Mike, Blake, all, all of them and the rest, Rufty. You guys, uh, you guys fucking rule. I missed, I missed seeing everybody out there. But, you know, um, sometimes you got to make those smart choices. Like we said, the Four of Pentacles. You know, we just talked about it. You got to strike that balance between your wealth and 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 or you know, the creation, what you did to make that money, earn that money, and how you can make it work best for you. So this is one of those instances where I, uh, I did that. So it was. Um, so I have to say, like, starting off, like, this was a big week, you know, it was awesome to see all of the people that I got to see, uh, people started coming into town on Wednesday before the convention, you know, so it was, we were already getting down, um, in a big bad way, uh, my, my man Scott, Scott Majeski, shouts out to you, sir, runs the, he runs that damn tattoo contest at Days of the Dead, so you may know him from that, um, he's also organizing some tattoo events that, uh, that will some of them will be happening to the dead i don't know keep an eye out for them he's got some great ideas there but uh i got to to scoop him up and um you know hang out here at the at the old crib we listened to some records and uh had a good time and that was a, a fun uh time to just connect and see people outside of the con- the convention and just kind of also be like hey here's my neighborhood dude so we had a great time uh and then my my brother from another mother the the big bad motherfucker Gator McAllister rolls into town with a thunderous peal of laughter and joy was had by all. Uh, my man Gator, that's right, he comes into town uh, later that night, Wednesday night, pick him up from the airport, and uh, 
it was awesome to see him, spend some extra time with him. And, uh, of course, we, of course, tune in because next week you're going to get the Gator podcast uh, that we sat down and did. We're going to hear, oh, oh, my goodness, all kinds of wonderful, wonderful post-wrestling career stories from my man Gator. Uh, what a time. But that's going to come out next week, so you do have to tune in again for that one. Uh, our go oh, The wonderful Leslie, the closer, that's right. She was there, got to scoop her up and t- take her back. Uh, it's just awesome, and it's, you know, Vegas is a fun town, and everyone comes to have fun, so it was a very uh, happy atmosphere seeing everyone come in and and being like, oh, shit, hey, you, uh, hey. So, you know, it was a lot, it was exciting from from the get, from the jump. Um, So, you know, we were hanging out with everybody, kind of doing stuff pre-con, a few days building up, and then uh, I went in on Friday morning, Uh, my man Gator helped me load in my stuff, and you could tell already it was it was going to be a busy convention. There was a lot of tables, a lot more vendors. You know, they were getting things set up. Uh, you know, organizing everything. When I went in there, I, I like I said, I got in there pretty early, like just after nine a.m. to get my stuff set up. I like to do that. Um, Gator helped me out. Hung with Scott and some other people up there for a bit. Chatted, you know, kissed all the babies, hugged all the you know hands or whatever you do, and. Uh, I went back to the old uh, casa to chill and um, just kind of hang out until we had to to go back for the night. And you know, usually, like I, you, you know, you listen to this, you know, the show a long time, or you've gone to conventions yourself. You know, Fridays sometimes can be like a, a softer night. You know, it's like not the most attended night necessarily because a lot of people are coming from work or it's a Friday. You know, a lot of people. Uh, you know, you're going to see the bulk of your people on like the Saturday or even like Saturday, Sunday, like together the weekend, right? You think uh, that's just the kind of the way things go sometimes. But we got there. This one cranked up hard, fast, dude. Like it was packed with people on Friday night to like, we're you know, this is a big ballroom that they have, you know, this all set up and it is just loud as hell in there because there's so many people. So we're you know, kind of yelling, talking loud. We're having a good time anyway. Now, we had uh, the pleasure of having some uh, very good neighbors, which we, we, we usually always have good neighbors. Very rarely have we ever had uh, some bad neighbors by my booth. And, um, you know, this time we roll in. Uh, there's four gentlemen there from the Nolans area, uh, Louisiana. Filmmakers uh, for By the Horns uh, Productions is their, their names, uh, their production company. These guys were cool. I got to give shouts out to Paul, uh, Sean, Zach, and Austin. You guys rule. Um, they were very, very cool, and we had a great time. Uh, check out their their movies, Sewer Gator and Killer Kite, uh, the ones that they had there, and the other uh, the ones they have. I know they have some new stuff coming out. Just ch- just follow by the horns. Um, very cool guys. We, we more on them later, but. Uh, so we had good neighbors and we're vibing right away and we're we, we already came in in a party vibe and atmosphere you know you know how us and uh, right away it's just like I said it's super ass busy Friday night it's loud and people are there you know checking stuff out it was busy sales wise it was a great great Friday night so we you know we we didn't it, it closed like at ten we didn't go out we decided we're not gonna go like balls nuts or anything Friday night. Um, we've already been hanging out since Wednesday, you know, like bar hop, you know, going around, seeing people, taking people places. So we 
we went pretty much went home. You know, we were probably right, you know, back at the house early, get some get some rest. And boy, were we going to need it because Saturday uh, we get in there Saturday morning um, and it's again, we're all firing on all cylinders, feeling good, feeling, feeling strong, feeling limitless, some would say. And uh, it it started busy right away. Like it was just going. Oh, man, I got to say shouts out to my man, Jacob, that showed up, dude, from Phoenix. Uh, I didn't realize he was going to be there. He, he swung through on Friday and we were hanging all weekend. That was awesome. Um but uh, yeah, I got so I got to see him. But it was just it, we were inundated by people. It was it was a lot of people in and out, a lot of uh, friends for here from Vegas coming to check out the booth and check out the show. Thank you guys, everyone who came out. I appreciate it so much. Um, but yeah, it was a busy ass day. Uh, they had the tattoo contest. Um, I got to see uh, a lot of you, uh, my. Um, my friend Lena, Lena Scissorhands from Infected Rain swung through, um, chatted at the booth for a bit. She picked up my new book, Deadline. Hey, you should too. Um, and then she went to judge the, the tattoo contest. Uh, but that was very cool uh, to see her. I, I actually met her. If you guys uh, are like, you know, metal, like maybe like new metal sound, she is a, a singer for a. A uh, pretty popular band called Infected Rain. They're pretty badass, you know, new metalish type of band from uh, like the Mul- Muldonia, I think they were originally from. Anyway, I met her like at the first Vegas show I did, and I didn't even know who she was. And then I'm like, uh, "Oh, you are in this very cool band. Wow, that's neat." So check her out. Uh, but that was fun to see her. And who else did we see? Oh, I judged the costume contest with my man Cash. Uh, from Monster Resurrection Studios, uh, he's all grows up. He's 14 now, and he's a uh, his vo- voice is deeper than mine, and uh, it was fun. So I got to judge the costume contest. Of course, uh, again, it was my myself and Zach. Zach is uh, no Zach is his dad. Zach is Cash's dad. They both uh, are sculptors for Monster Resurrection Studio. They do um, original sculpts of masks and um, you know uh, costuming and stuff like that, and they're. They're amazing. Uh, Cash is a sculptor himself, and he's he's very talented. So he was also one of the judges, and we had a, we had a good time. Uh, of course, he and I were cutting up a little bit. I almost had to have his dad thrown out of the event for being unruly, but uh, no, we were having we had a great time, and I always have fun judging that. And I appreciate Larry. Thanks for letting me uh, judge. Um, I I I know that 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 my tenure I was told it's coming to an end because. Uh, for good reason, they're getting some good. Uh, they're getting some uh, sponsors for the costume contest now. That's so some money behind it, so they're gonna do some new things with it and 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 bring in some experts and stuff like that. And uh, you know, hey, I had a good run, but uh, I'm happy for Larry. I'm happy for the costume contest uh, there. And I think um, if you guys are coming to the Days of the Dead costume contest, you're gonna see some uh, some cool uh, and interesting and new developments with it. So I look forward. To seeing that, but um, I believe that one might be my last one. But it, if it was, it was a good one. I, I couldn't think of anybody better to do it with than uh, my man Cash, cool ass, cool ass kid, uh, and, and a great, great dude. But so that, um, so Saturday, then you know, this is now things get get kind of crazy. So shouts out first of all to our, our good friends in Creep Cake and uh, Toxic Doom uh, for you know. Those guys rule. Chris, Chris, Chrissy, <laughs> Tracy, I believe. Uh, yeah, uh, awesome stuff, guys. Check out their shirts. I have 
shirts for both of them and hoodies, and uh, I'll be sporting those. But you know, these guys are from the the LA area. We met them doing the the markets and stuff there. And uh, we're all together hanging out, and so they're like, "Hey, well, let's go out and get something to eat, or let's take you to the bar." They wanted to go to some tiki bars. We start at the Red Dwarf. Um, it's kind of packed, you know, and it's like a it's like a nerd tiki bar, I guess here. Uh, and then, um, but I, then there's like a some this kind of we're there for like a drink, and then we're like, "Well, let's go check out Nightmare Cafe because everyone's kind of hungry." So Nightmare Cafe is having this after party. Um, and I, you know, you guys know those not nightmare toys shouts out to them, Christy and Phil. Uh, so we shoot over there and it's pretty busy too, but as food, as far as food goes, they have this like kind of, uh, at like a set appetizer type menu and they're all like sold out of like two of the things are gone or something. So we have another drink there and then we're like, well, we'll take it to Berlin cause they've got great food there. So we shoot over to Berlin, get some food there and then, uh, drinks and stuff and then like you know uh they all had to go back to the hotel i stayed out scarlet stayed out and then we run into who the by the horns dudes come uh we we meet up with them and um man does hilarity ensue we end up uh we're out it's we go to huntridge tavern uh which is 24 hour bar here for some two dollar hams uh I won't, you know, I won't for their sake, for their anonymity wise or whatever, uh, scene missing for the rest of the evening is what I'll say. Um, But uh, where the scene comes back, it's uh, 6 a.m. and I'm dropping them both back, dropping those guys off at the plaza and I'm going back to my house where uh, to hopefully just like crash for like hmm, two hours before I have to like get my shit together and go back and work the booth for the last day. So needless to say, uh, Sunday was hard. There, there, there was no sleep. It was it was uh, one of those things where it's like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? Uh, but we do it for the love. I don't have love of what? I don't know. But we do. So uh, Sunday, again, Sunday is popping, dude. It's crack-a-lacking. I mean, it, it, starts, it started to slow down towards the last couple hours but it started off pretty damn pretty damn strong and um it was a another busy day uh, on sunday which was good because i was so exhausted and out of it and you know, I had to dig deep for it but like you know when things are popping and moving it, it, it makes the time go by and um you know plus i'm not trying to rush the time i love my time spending there and, and seeing people and talking to, to folks and it was it was just good it was a good time so uh, we wrap that up, and uh, we uh, we go back. You know, we we say we have to say goodbye to everybody. It's very sad, uh, but I am on like fumes. Like I'm die. Like I go back. the The floor closed at four. I went back. You know, we're we're back at the house. Luckily, by five, everything packed back to the house. I take like uh the the best shower ever in the world. And then I'm like, good night. I pretty much like went to sleep because uh, the next day I was picking up Mr. Christopher Jett from the air- airport Monday morning, bright and early to go because he's coming. He was coming here for us to play our first Vegas show uh, at Artifice in downtown. So 
as you can see, like, and even though I like slept and all that stuff, it was still like, just, I had to, I got up, you know, at six o'clock the next day, you know, his, his plane landed at eight, um, AM. And then we were just going from there. So Monday we just, you know, I pick him up, we grab some breakfast, we get our shit together. And then we had a room booked at Sonic Rodeo, which is a, a music store and practice, uh, you know, space here. They rent practice rooms that are all fully equipped. So, uh, we get in there and we just start rehearsing, you know, with three straight solid hours of rehearsal, uh, in there with, uh, very few breaks or stops or anything like that. Um, and it was good. We fell back right back in. It was a good rehearsal. Come home. Uh, I think we might've grabbed something to eat. Uh, but then we were, you know, I don't know if we did anything that night, but I think we were bed pretty early again because I was fucking exhausted. Uh, Tuesday, we did the same thing. We got up uh, slightly early, started doing stuff. Uh, We again had the room booked uh, early at noon, got in there. Uh, Again, three solid hours of rehearsal, getting ready for the show. Uh, And then uh, luckily, uh, our boy Roy from, from Berlin, shouts out to Roy, huh, let us borrow his drum kit for Chris to play for the gig because it was getting down to the zero hour. We were having like all kinds of problems trying to find a a drum kit to to borrow. We thought we kept thinking we had one and then we didn't. And then uh, it it was just all, you know, it was just all a a whole thing. But Roy came and saved the day, man. He really, truly did. And uh, that was very awesome of him. But, uh, you know, so we picked up the, the kit after that, had a beer, went back to the house and dude, like, we we were thinking of maybe just going out again just for a little something, but we had, like, this crazy-ass windstorm here uh, that Tuesday night that was, like, fucking 70-mile-per-hour winds. It was crazy. Dust blowing everywhere. Chris was like, I gotta run out in it. Like, he was, like, a little, you know, kid running out in the rain, splashing in puddles or something. But it was, like, just whipping wind is crazy so i was like dude you don't want to go anywhere tonight like there's you, you don't want to go out so we stayed and just chilled again like you know and like kind of you know got some rest but again it's like the next day we're up and we're at them the day of the show we you know we get our shit together get the drums set up we do some rehearsal here we get warm um chris and i actually before we did that went down to uh the uh to four queens down down on fremont and uh had a breakfast bloody mary to celebrate our our time together i guess um and uh he wanted to play the pony game that he likes to play so i was like ah come on you little scamp let's go play the ponies but uh again then the rest of the day was rehearsal and and being ready for the show and uh that night it it went on i gotta say went off without a hitch we played at artifice we played on the smaller stage there and um I, I it, we ripped it, dude. I have to say, it went really well. I was happy with it, happy with the the show, the performance, the turnout, and uh, yeah. And it's uh, very safe to say that we will be back there and um, some other places here in downtown uh, soon and regularly, uh, thanks to that uh, thanks to that performance. So it was it was good, um, it it was good. No, it was it was it was rad. We we ripped it. I felt good about it. It was good to play again. Always good to play live. You know, I've been picking up gigs around, you know, the country sometimes, like when I'm at the conventions, but it's usually, it's just me uh, playing acoustic, you know, but having Chris back there at the drums uh, again and us together, 
it was pretty, pretty cool. So, you know, and we've, like I said, we're gearing, you know, look for more of it. The new record is coming out this year. It sounds cool. It's going to be a little bit different sounding, but you will like it. Um, and uh, yeah, but it was it was a great show. It was awesome. And then, of course, <laughs> Chris has to be at the airport. His plane leaves at 5 a.m. on Thursday morning. So we played the show. And then we're just like, well, we might as well stay. We we go to a couple places. We have some drinks, celebrate. We cap it off with some nice, big, meaty, healthy burritos from Roberto's, which is open all night, Roberto's. And uh, then I dropped him off at the airport and um, said my goodbyes. And then I literally got in my bed and died, I think, like for quite some time. I slept... All day, just it was exhaustion. Like I slept all all day, like all day in the night into the next night, uh, and then I, you know, it was, and then I just still was down. I was still like just drained, utterly drained, and had to like really recoup. So let that be a lesson to you: fluids, uh, take them. Don't just take them to your face. Take them to your to your dome. Uh, no. It was just, it was a lot. It was a lot, and um, that exhaustion can get to you for real. So, um, yeah, it was just a, a lot of stuff right on top of each other, but I regret nothing, as usual, and I had a great time. Uh, but, yes, that was my recap of those things. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me for another week. The hiatus is done. The road comes again, starts next week. Man, I will be leaving. I'll be in Cherry Hill, then uh, New Jersey, and then I will be in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Then I will be in Williamsburg, Virginia. Then I will be in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, my God, I can't even stand it. Can you please come out and see me? Check out the dates over there where I'm going to be on johnwayneisdead.com at the show's page. Uh, come on out to see me. at, at If I'm in your city, come to the booth. Let's have a beer. Let's chat. Um, I appreciate you so much. Also, at johnwinisdead.com, go to the shop page. You can pick up my new novel, Deadline. I'll sign it for you, plus all my books, records, other kinds of goodies, and don't forget about the John Wayne is Dead Tarot Skeledeck, uh, which is also on my website there. Check it out uh, as well. You could sign up for my Patreon while you're over there as well, or just go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead. And don't forget to follow me on all social media at John Wayne is Dead, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, or just my name, John Wayne Communale on Facebook. And I will see you in my dreams because I love you.